The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss some of the lesser-known college football historical oddities from every team in the Conference USA. And we'll concentrate on lesser-known historical oddities. So, in alphabetical order, here we go. Charlotte 49ers. The first of the lesser-known oddities is that from 1946 to 1948, Charlotte fielded a football team then went 67 years before fielding another. So if you're counting, this means Charlotte's first four-season stretch spans 68 years. The second lesser-known oddity is that on October 5th, 2013, in the team's first season, playing in their sixth game ever, Charlotte's safety Alex Petsky registered a 38-yard tackle for a loss in a 53-51 to defeat of 24th ranked Gardner Webb. Florida Atlantic Owls. Well, the first of the lesser known oddities is that in 2017, Tavius Polo had seven interceptions in the Owls' first five games of the season. And this included three in the FAU defeat of Minnesota. The second lesser known historical oddity is that in 2014, on 19 punt returns, that's quite a lot, FAU's lucky whitehead had a 16.4 average on punt returns. Florida International Panthers, first of the less-known historical oddities. On November 2, 2011, in a 41-7 defeat of Florida Atlantic, FIU's T.Y. Hilton had a 97-yard punt return for a touchdown. Now, the second loan, or the second of the lesser-known historical oddities for the Florida International Panthers is the details behind that famous, or shall I say infamous, FIU-Miami brawl that occurred on October 14, 2006. That day, FIU entered the game 0-6, and, and Miami was 3-2. and uh, But the setup here, you had two programs between schools that were a mere nine miles apart, between players who were familiar with one another. Be this two programs were meeting for the first time ever. And it was being played in the Orange Bowl, and the game was close. See, Miami clung to a 7 0 lead over FIU midway through the third quarter. And tension had been building all game, and it finally reached a boiling point. With nine minutes remaining in the third quarter, Miami had scored on a five yard touchdown pass to James Bryant to make the score 13 0. Bryant bows toward the FIU bench and was flagged for an unsportsmanlike penalty. And what followed was shoving between the FIU defense and the Miami offense. And this appeared to finally be the last draw. As Miami converted the extra point to make it 14 to nothing, a melee breaks out, a real melee between the special teams, and it turned very ugly very quickly. It was a bench clearing brawl. A helmet was used as a weapon. A play was punched in the throat. Another play was kicked in the head. Another play flipped upside down. And it took 15 minutes for the police and state troopers to come onto the field and end the brawl. So in that time frame, the Miami fans celebrated. Fights broke out in the stands. 
And one of the TV announcers, Lamar Thomas, who was fired for this comment, said over the air, you come into our house, you should get your butt kicked. He played for the U back in the 1990s. So the end result, the aftermath, was that the brawl resulted in 31 suspensions, 18 for FIU, 13 for Miami. Two of the FIU players were thrown off the team, and Lamar Thomas was fired. The final score of the game, by the way, 35 to nothing, Miami over FIU. Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. The first of the lesser-known historical oddities was in 1922. In 1922, Louisiana Tech had a strange season. The team won their first two games of the season. They were both shutouts, 34 to nothing over Hendricks. And then they scored over 100 points as they shut out Clark's College, 100 to nothing. Now, following that century mark outburst, the coin was flipped on the Bulldogs as they, in turn, right after scoring 100 points, were shut out themselves in the third game of the season by Northwestern State in a scoreless tie. That's not all for that 1922 season. After Louisiana Tech won the next three games in dominating fashion, by the way, 34-0, 33-6, they were shut out in the final game of the season, 27-0 by century. To finish the season, six wins, one loss, one tie. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities I've talked about many times in my podcasts, and it's, in my opinion, the most compelling mascot story ever. Louisiana Tech's mascot is Champ. It's a student that adorns a bulldog costume. But this is how the story of why the bulldog was chosen as a nickname. It dates back to the fall of 1899. And in my opinion, may well be the most compelling mascot story in the history of college football. On that fall day in 1899, on the way back from class, five students see a bulldog under a tree. They fed him, and the bulldog follows them back to the boarding house. Now, given permission to keep the bulldog overnight, the students bring the dog into the room. In the middle of the night, a fire breaks out. The bulldog wakes up, wakes up the other students by tugging at the sheets, and the students and the bulldog race out of the house. But one student still remained inside the burning house. So before anybody can react, the bulldog races inside that burning house. Now, soon that last student comes out, but there was no sight of the bulldog. By dawn's early morning, once the fire was out, the students run back into the building and they find the dog. It was lying in a room, untouched by the fire, but had died of smoke inhalation. The students, without saying a word, returned the bulldog to the tree where they found him and buried him in two of the students' jackets, one red, one blue. One year later, the student body voted unanimously that the school mascot be a bulldog and the colors for the school, red and blue. The exact location of where the dog is buried has never been revealed. Marshall Thundering Herd. The first of the less known historical oddities is one you don't hear very often. On November 6, 1915, Marshall played West Virginia. Now Marshall entered the game 0-5 and, and West Virginia was 1-2-1. But by late in the game, late in the fourth quarter, Marshall was down 92 to nothing. I'll say that again, 92 to nothing. So that coach Boyd Chambers wanted to avoid a shutout. And this is what he drew up. Listen to this. Marshall's run Carter and Oki Taylor, they run into the end zone. The quarterback threw into the end zone. Carter jumped on Taylor's shoulders and catches the touchdown pass. Forever etching into the thundering herd lore, the tower pass. That's what it's called, the tower pass. The aftermath 
well, West Virginia defeated Marshall 92 to 6. Marshall avoided the shutout. But a year later, 1916, the play was made illegal. The second of the lesser known oddities of the Marshall football program is that in 1917, the Marshall Thundering Herd won one game in posting a one win, seven loss, one tie record. Now, 1917, right? Due to a one year hiatus because of World War I, the next season was 1919. And one of the most remarkable turnarounds in college football history, if not the most remarkable, the Thundering Herd rebounded to go undefeated to a perfect 8-0 record. In consecutive seasons, the Thundering Herd went from one win, seven losses, one tie, to 8-0. and And that's not all. That's not all. The next season was 1920. And in one of the most remarkable turnarounds in the other direction, the Thundering Herd went winless, hosting an 0-8 record. And they were shut out every game. So if you're keeping track from 1917 to 1920 in three consecutive seasons, because of that one-year hiatus from World War One, the Marshall Thundering Herd posted records of one win, seven losses, one tie, then 8-0, then 0-8. Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. On October 23, 1971, in a 19-7 defeat of Austin P, Middle Tennessee held Austin P to minus 58 yards rushing. I'll say that again, minus 58 yards rushing. The second of the lesser known historical oddities for Middle Tennessee is that on September 19, 2015, Middle Tennessee defeated Charlotte 73 to 14. In the first quarter, they scored 42 points. They scored 42 points in the first quarter. This is how they did it. A 76-yard touchdown pass, a 62-yard run, a four-yard run, a 75-yard touchdown pass, a nine-yard run, and then finally, a 35-yard touchdown pass. North Texas Mean Green, the first of the lesser-known historical oddities, was that in 1916, North Texas's Bill Collins scores six touchdowns in a 48-0 defeat of Thorpe Springs College. But then three years later in 1919, another North Texas player, his name was Fred Cobb, scores six touchdowns in an 87-6 defeat of the University of Dallas. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities occurred on October 12, 1996 for North Texas. North Texas's Toby Gowan had a 92-yard punt in a 19-7 loss to Vanderbilt. Old Dominion Monarchs, the first of the lesser-known historical oddities, and this is a bit of a strange tale. In 1930, the Old Dominion Monarchs, then called the Norfolk Division of William and Mary Braves, played the program's first football game. Now, the team was comprised of players who had not played high school football. Now, in the program's first season, 1930, the Norfolk Division of William and Mary had quite the debut. They posted a 3 and one record. They lost the first game of the season, the first game ever as a program, 7 to nothing to Suffolk High School. But then they went on to win three straight games to close out the season. They outscored their opponents by a combined score of 66 to 14. This is amazing for a first-year program, and even more amazing considering that the team's players never played high school ball. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities is that the Old Dominion football program fielded a team up until 1941. And then the school did away with the football program due to many reasons. And they were not being allowed to use freshman players. Their 
poor attendance. They didn't have enough players left to play because many of their players had gone off to World War II. So they ceased football. Then in 2015, the school president began a discussion to bring football back to Old Dominion. The first game of the revitalized program took place against Chowan University on September 5th, 2009. So they went from 1941 to 2009 without playing football. Then, four seasons later, Old Dominion led the nation in scoring with 46 points per game. Bryce Owls, the first of the lesser-known historical oddities. You want an offensive explosion that literally came out of nowhere. Try this one. On November 17, 1916, in a game that was sandwiched between a 23-13 defeat of Tulane and a 7-7 tie against LSU, Rice's offense exploded as the Owls scored 146 points, defeating Rice, uh, excuse me, as Rice defeated SMU 146-3. They scored 23 touchdowns, and the Owl halfback, Griffith Vance, scored six of the touchdowns himself. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities may not be all that lesser-known, but it's probably not talked about enough. And it's that a player on Rice was actually tackled during a play by a player on the opposing team who came off the sidelines off the bench, and this occurred in the Cotton Bowl. In the 1953 Cotton Bowl, in a 28-6 Rice defeat of Alabama, one of the most unusual plays in the history of college football occurred. It happened in the second quarter when Rice Owl All-American Dickie Mogul takes a handoff at his own five-yard line, and he races down the sidelines. But when he crosses midfield, he was blindsided and tackled by Alabama's Tommy Lewis, who had come off the sidelines and off the bench to make the tackle. Well, Mogul was awarded the touchdown, and Rice apologized after the game. Or excuse me, Lewis apologized after the game. Southern Miss Golden Eagles, the first of the lesser-known historical oddities. In 1912, Southern Miss played its first football game ever. And in that three-game 1912 season, every game was a shutout. In the Eagles' first game ever, Southern Miss shut out Hattiesburg, scouts 30 to nothing. Then in their second game, they were in turn shut out by Golf Course Academy, 6 to nothing. Then the Eagles finished the season with a 6 to nothing shutout of Mobile Academy. In the first three games of their second season, the next season, History repeated itself, as in those first three games, every game was a shutout, two losses and one win. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities was that in 1921, the Southern Miss Eagles had a roller coaster of a two-game stretch. It had started in the second game of the season. The Eagles had defeated Smith County High School 113 to nothing. Then in the next game, after scoring 113 points, Southern Miss was shut out by Millsaps, 27 to nothing. Now, if you're counting for those two games, the point differential was 140 points. UAB Blazers. The first of the less known historical oddities is that in 2001, UAB had a feast or famine kind of season. See, in 2001, five times UAB scored over 30 points, including three games over 40 and one over 50. But for the other four games, UAB was held to a touchdown or less, and in one game, they were shut out. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities is that in December of 2014, after UAB posted a 6-6 six and six season, they suddenly shut down their football program. Now, speculation abounded. 
one was at a six and six record was its best record in 10 years or that the facilities were subpar, the field was subpar, the home crowds were subpar. But it was thought basically that $50 million could be saved over five years. So they shut it down. Well, they shut it down for 2015 and 2016. But the football program resumed in 2017. In 2018, in its second season, after shutting down the program, UAB rebounded big time. After that second season, or excuse me, in that second season, after starting one and one, UAB went on a tear, winning their next seven games and secured their both first bowl win in their program history. UTEP Miners. Well, in 1917, the lesser known historical oddity is this. 1917, the Miners had a one-game season, and UTEP tied El Paso High School 0-0. Zero to zero. So if you think about it, the UTEP Miners played an entire season where no team, not them, not their opponents, scored all season. The second lesser known historical oddity is one that I've discussed many times in my podcast. It's the incomparable Brooks Dawson of UTEP. His feats go beyond the exceptional, the mythic, and how the not more well-known is simply and utterly beyond me. So here we go, the incomparable Brooks Dawson. On October 28, 1967, listen carefully, in the 75-12 to 12 loss to the UTEP Miners, UNM was victim to perhaps the greatest six consecutive passes in college football history. See, what happened was UTEP quarterback Brooks Dawson opened the game, opened the game against New Mexico with six consecutive touchdown passes, six touchdown passes on his first six throws of the game. How do you do that? Then it all happened again on October 26, 1968, the incomparable Brooks Dawson, the same Brooks Dawson that opened the game with six consecutive passes for six consecutive touchdowns. What he did on October 26, 1968, is he threw for 304 yards in the final 10 and a half minutes of the fourth quarter in a defeat of BYU. In the final 10 and a half minutes, he threw for 304 yards. UTSA Roadrunners, the first of the lesser known historical oddities. UTSA's first season was in 2011. In their inaugural game, the first game ever as a college football program, UTSA stunned the nation behind Coach Coker's suddenly created high-power offense. In that first football game ever, it was played in the Astronome, or excuse me, in the Alamo Dome. And UTSA set a college football record for attendance in a program's inaugural game. Over 56,000 fans showed up. And UTSA defeated Northwestern State 31 to 3. Now, moreover, UTSA came out of nowhere as they stunned the nation with its high scoring win and setting a record for attendance in a program's inaugural game. The second of the lesser known historical oddities for UTSA was its first season was 2011. And from 2011 to 2020, they did not allow a single kickoff return for a touchdown. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, the first of the lesser known historical oddities. The first is that on September 15, 1984, Western Kentucky was held to minus 50 yards rushing in a loss to Akron. The second of the lesser known historical oddities is that in 1928, Western Kentucky had an inexplicable loss. Now follow this. Western Kentucky enters a game 7-0. This is 1928. 
they had shut out every single opponent they faced. They won by a combined score of 146 to zero. Then on November 16th, 1928, they faced Union of Tennessee. Western Kentucky was banged up. Yes, nearly every man in their lineup was injured. But in the first quarter, Western Kentucky's Cy Williams sets up a score on a dazzling 40-yard run, and it was followed by a reception to the Union one-yard line. So one-yard touchdown run by Western Kentucky's Burhead Vaughn put Western Kentucky up 6 to nothing, but they mixed the extra point. I'll say that again. They missed the extra point. They're up 6 to nothing. In the second quarter, Union scored a touchdown, but they made their extra point. And that would prove to be the only points the Hilltoppers would allow all season, that one touchdown and extra point. Well, that was the all entirety of the scoring for the game. Union Tennessee defeated Western Kentucky on November 16, 1928, 7-6. That lone loss was the only blemish on their schedule as they went on to win the last game of the season, shutting out Cumberland 25 to nothing. So had they won that game by a shutout, they would have joined a very small elite fraternity of teams that went undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. Well, there you have it, a few of the lesser-known historical oddities from every team in the Conference USA. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.